Now, I understand you're a cognac guy. To the day I die. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to tell people about you right now, Teddy. What's your uh, what's the most expensive bottle of cognac you've had? Uh, Louis the 13th. How much was that? 3500 Man, I want to be like this guy when I grow up. <laughs> if you look at any successful athlete, any successful actor, any successful anybody, they will tell you, I didn't just start this today. This is about the real dope. This is about real talk. We want to help folks out there. We want to help folks to learn from our experiences, and I think you got a ton. You know, this started 15, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. You got to put your work in, you got to grind, and that's what I did. I agree. Yeah. And, and you are kicking ass. Yeah. You're killing it. Yeah. You are living the, the corporate dream. Correct. Got your six-figure income and all Correct. that sort of thing. You, you know, you have wife, kids, all that. Like, yeah. why the hell did you start a business? You know, because uh, I wanted more, 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 more. Welcome to the Business and Bourbon Podcast, where we have real talk with real people. I'm Ronnell Richards. I'm the creator and host of Business and Bourbon. If you haven't listened to us before, let me tell you something. You're in for a real treat. What we do is we bring in business leaders and professionals at all different stages of their careers. We bring them in, we have a couple of drinks, and we talk business. But it's real talk. So it's not your typical podcast. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk about the things that you want to talk about, the things that are seldom talked about on other podcasts. And we're going to have some fun while we do it. Well, today's guest is Teddy. You know, there are a lot of folks out there that are entrepreneurs that listen to our show and that aspire to be entrepreneurs. A matter of fact, probably more that aspire to entrepreneurship that listen to our show. So I felt that it was really important to bring Teddy in. Teddy has now been an entrepreneur for 15 years and he's pretty doggone successful. But I don't want to talk about his success. You see, prior to becoming an entrepreneur, Teddy was just like a whole lot of you out there. Working corporate, had a good job, had good security. Why the hell did he start a business? Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to have a couple of drinks. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So I want you to go ahead and grab a glass, grab your cup, grab your mug, pour your favorite beverage in there, pull up a chair, and enjoy a little business and bourbon. Hey, welcome, guys. This is Ronnell here again with the Business and Bourbon Podcast. Um, and you guys know this is where you come for real talk with real people. All right, so if you're looking for some fake talk, <laughs> some fake people, this is not your podcast. Um, I like to just make sure that we bring people in that you can identify with, people whose stories resonate, and people who are not going to, they're not, they're not going to bullshit. They're going to tell you the truth. They're going to tell you their experience, and it's going to help you and help us collectively as a team to be as successful as we possibly can. So, hey, before we hop in today, I want to introduce and welcome Teddy Mathis to the podcast today. Teddy, welcome. Welcome, welcome, Ronnell. How you doing, brother? I am fantastic, man. And now I understand you're a cognac guy. To the day I die. <laughs> well, we, we can still be cool, man. I like yeah. all types of different spirits, so not yeah. just cognac. What's your favorite? Remy Martin. Remy, oh, of course. He's, he's an expensive date. <laughs> <laughs> Remy Martin. All right, I'm, I'm going to tell people about you right now, Teddy. What's your uh, what's the most expensive bottle of cognac you've had? Louis the Thirteenth. Jesus, how much was that? Thirty-five hundred. Wow, man, I want to be like this guy when I grow up. 
Hey guys, I want to give a shout out to King and Duke. This is where we host our podcast and we do it from King and Duke because, hey, this is what we do in business. It's, this is real talk, real people. We come to awesome restaurants and bars, hang out, have some drinks, and I, I, want, to, I want you folks to have insight into the conversations that you know folks like myself and Teddy have on a regular basis about business and beyond. So we're at King and Duke. Big shout out to those guys. Um, fantastic place here in Atlanta. So if you're in Atlanta or you're going to Atlanta anytime soon, make sure you, you pop into King and Duke. Tell them um, Ronell sent you. Tell them the business and bourbon guy sent you. And that way, um, I think I get and I don't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to work something out though. Maybe we, maybe I can talk to them about a. Uh, uh, getting some residuals off of that. <laughs> Teddy, you're the residual king, so you yeah. can coach me on that. Yeah. So, hey, Teddy, just tell the audience, let, let's start with where are you from? I'm uh, originally from uh, Gary, Indiana. Gary. Yeah. Are you going to sing a song? Nah, <laughs> I can't sing, You man. Can't, I can't sing? sing I thought but, everyone from... Well, we, we grew up a couple of blocks from where the Jacksons grew up okay. at, so, you know, we weren't far from them. Yeah, so for yeah. those that don't know, the Jacksons... The most famous family from Gary? Am yeah. I outside of yours, maybe? Uh, no, that that was it. That was the family. You know, they uh, they moved Janet away before me and her got old enough to start really playing. With, you know, <laughs> so I'm kind of mad about that. But you know, my mother used to go see the Jackson Fives perform on Fifth Avenue for like five dollars back in the day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, look at what that family worth today. I'm telling you, yeah. Jesus, yeah. I wish yeah. I could get a little Jackson money. <laughs> I, I thought back in the day I might have a chance with Janet, but yeah. I don't know. Not yeah, anymore. No. Oh, I'm, no. My wife says no. There you go. I'm, I'm done. There so you go. I'm off the market. So does mine. <laughs> so um, today, guys, I am drinking a delicious old-fashioned here. It's beautiful. Uh, this is one of their, their specialties here, and, and uh, I think uh, we've got Teddy on some, some Remy yak. Martin, baby. Yak to the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do it right. Yeah. Okay. Sip time. Mm. So, Teddy, what business you in? I am a broker, telecom broker. Mm -hmm. You know, I started a company about 14 years ago and uh, hadn't looked back since. You know, one-stop communications. So, just I broker big telecom deals. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to bring you in because, uh, I mean, you're you're one of the the most successful small businessmen I know here in, in Atlanta. You've done such a, I mean, I, I've known. We've known of each other for probably 15, 16 years. Right. Because yeah. we had businesses that were aligned. But um, we've kind of developed a relationship here more recently. But um, I'm just all, I've always been so inspired by the success that you've had. And I think you've got a lot of, a lot of knowledge that not only you've, you've shared a lot with me, but just folks that are getting into the business world can really benefit from. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, same here. And, you know, speaking of you as well, just to see your interactions and your platform and your messages that you put out on social media, you know, it's very inspiring to see you doing Thank what you. you're doing. Thank you. I, I, yeah. I do what I can. Yeah. I do what yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, so let, let's hop right straight into it because this is about the real dope. This is about real talk. We want to help folks out there. We want to help folks to learn from our experiences, and I think you got a ton. Where you right. gonna, now, we don't have enough time. Okay, no. granted, I know we could do the Teddy Chronicles, and it might go on for about <laughs> three, four, five hours. Yeah. So we're going to do it in podcast format, but I really kind of wanted to talk about a couple of things with you um, in, in terms of business. Because I understand that prior to starting your company, um, I mean, you were a really successful seller and sales manager. Yeah, right? yeah. I was in corporate America for many, many years. You know, I've been in telecom my whole life. So, you know, 
I started with Sprint in the 80s. I was one of their most successful sales reps. And then I went over to MCI WorldCom in the 90s. I killed it there for almost a decade. And then, uh, you know, when they open up the uh, market to where you can have somebody other than Bell South as your local phone and internet provider, uh, I went over to the side of the world. I went from long distance to the local side and, mm-hmm. you know, excelled in that for a few months. They made me a manager and I built one of the most successful sales teams, um, um, you know, that was in this market and in this area so, within, within a, you know, a matter of 12 months. So, so here's where I think that you can help folks. Yeah. You are kicking ass. Yeah. You're killing it. Yeah. You are living the, the corporate dream. Correct. Got your six-figure income and all Correct. that sort of thing. You, you know, you have wife, kids, all that. Like, yeah. why the hell did you start a business? You know, because uh, I wanted more. I wanted more, and I actually saw, and I took all of that experience that I learned in corporate America mm-hmm. and just put it into my business. But I will tell you. I was scared as hell. Uh, that's where scared I'm scared as hell to quit my job. This plus job that paid me, you know, buck forty, buck fifty a year. Yes. I'm sitting back. I'm relaxing. I'm enjoying, and you know, Mama didn't raise no food. Why would I quit a job that pays me that much money? That's what I'm asking you. Yeah. So why? Why quit it? You know, because true story. After about seven, eight years of being a manager there, my last year, one of my VPs came into the office and he said, Teddy, do you know that your sales team brought in $780,000 in MRC, which is monthly recurring revenue for that particular year? This was back in like 2003. So you, so you times that if you're a... You know, coming from the telecom or anyone that's in the contract world, you right. take that 780000 and most, I don't know what the contracts you guys were doing, maybe two-year contracts, 24-, 36-month contracts. Yeah. So basically, you times that by 36, that's the amount of revenue that you're selling. Jesus, yeah, you're yeah, so killing it, it. it. It wasn't even that. Here's what the kicker was this. So I said, you're paying me $140,000, $150,000 a year. I just brought you $780,000. Now, out of that revenue... 50% of those my se- uh, per month. Yeah, that was that was the revenue they bring in every month uh, out of my sales team's uh, sales for that particular calendar mm-hmm. year. So um, 50% of that revenue was sales that I got on my own and I auctioned off to my team. Jeez, okay. And 25% of their sales, I would go on their appointments with them and help them close. So my VP came to my office and gave me that number, and that's all it took. I said, can you please, Mr. DeBarmo, pass me that calculator? I said, if you take $780,000 and multiply by 18%, because that's what you pay on the non-direct side. I was on the direct side. I was a direct employee. If you switch over to the side where I'm at today, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a non-direct employee, meaning I'm an agent. What's 18% of $780,000 a month? A lot. I can make $140,000 a month versus making $140,000 a year. Yeah. And that's all it took for me to quit. Wow. So, Teddy, first off, um, let's let's go ahead and set up a rule right now. When I'm having cocktails, let's not do math because I'm not good with math. With my <laughs> <laughs> you start putting percentages out there. That's not <laughs> hey, so, but it was just that simple. You know? So, for you, it came down to, hey, you're looking at, you know, all this revenue that you're generating and you're saying, hey, look, my percentage of this is pretty small and there's it's a better real small. Okay. It, it was just going to corporate America. Now don't get me wrong, I was very thankful and very blessed that I had a good job that took care of me and my family and I was making really, really good money and this was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You know, so um but I saw if I can make that same amount of money 
every month versus in a year, why not go for it? Okay, so for in your particular circumstance, you know, you're an industry you're really comfortable with in terms of your ability to, to produce. Like you knew you were a producer. Correct. And you figured, hey, look, if, if I can produce for them, I can produce on my own. Correct. And get a bigger piece of the pie. Correct. Right? Okay, so we've got a lot of folks out there listening to this podcast that, man, they've got aspirations of entrepreneurship. Right. They want to be an entrepreneur, and it's scary as hell to take that jump and to leave the security. So even though you knew there was potential for more more money out there, what was the tipping point for you to... Because, listen, people pass up money every day for security, right? What was the tipping point for you to say, okay, um, I'm ready to jump into this scary-ass pool? Now, the tipping point was after I talked about it for two years and just kept on with the wife and the wife, and she kept telling me, I'm tired of hearing about it. you just either going to do it. It's either, you know, I'll be frank. She said, either shit or get off the pot. Mm -hmm. So I, I said, you know what? Let me go and put my plan of action into place, which I just went and saved up. You know, six months to a year's worth of bills. It had a few dollars in the bank, and I quit. And so I lived off of my savings until I built my company up. You know, those first couple of years, I will tell you, I mean, they were good, but, you know, I ate rice and beans every day until I built the business up. What should a new entrepreneur expect? I mean, like, you went from corporate, nice job and all that sort of thing, and what do you think is a reasonable expectation for a new entrepreneur in terms of, hey, look, this is when I can start you know, paying myself or when I can start, you know, how, how long, how long is that typically in your opinion? In, in my opinion, you know, I guess in every market and every vertical is different, you know, depending on what type of business you got, you know, whether you're selling cupcakes, bottled water, I'm selling telecom, you know, it's, it depends on what the widget is you're selling and what the, you know, the profit margin back is on it. But any entrepreneur, any company starting out, you can't expect for you to your company to go from zero to a hundred overnight. There you you go. gotta put the work in. You gotta put the effort in. You know, if you look at any successful athlete, any successful actor, any successful anybody, they will tell you, I didn't just start this today. You know, this started 15, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. You got to put your work in, you got to grind. And that's what I did. I agree. Yeah. And and I, I have a number actually yeah. that I when I'm talking to folks, I say, hey, look, don't expect to start turning any money for a minimum of two years. Yeah, that, that's, that's sound about right. And, um, and I think that's where most folks fail. Yeah. They, they fail because they leave that job, right? Yeah. Like you had, they leave the corporate job and they're like, okay, um, I got to make it happen in, in 90 days. It don't work that way. So I've got some advice for folks out there that are looking to take that corporate jump. Um, Dip your toe in. Dip your foot in first. Like, not everyone's in a position to do what Teddy did or what I've done and just like, hey, go all in. I'm in the pool. I'm I'm all in. Um, And so, you know, there are different ways of getting involved in business. People call it side hustles. Yeah. People call it, uh, I mean, in fact, Teddy, in your business and the telecom agency business, that's a great business for someone. Like, let's say they wanted to work for you. They could do that sort of thing. On That's the side, they, right? They can do that on the side. They can create a revenue stream, and as that revenue stream grows enough, that helps them get comfortable enough to leave corporate America. Because, yeah. you know, I'm just like an insurance broker. You know, every customer, every client that we sign up, we get a percentage of their bill every month. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can do things like that on the side. You know, like, like I said, the side hustle. If you start focusing on creating dollars and, and, and getting your money in place, 
you know, I don't think that you will you, – you can't fail. Yeah. You can't fail, you know, in my opinion. If you're passionate about something and you're true about it, you've done your homework, you know the industry is not something where your cousin or your uncle say, hey, go try this. If you've done your homework, mm -hmm. you saved a few dollars, you know the industry that you're going after, whatever the business is, and you put in the sweat, blood, and tears, how can you fail? There is no such thing. I feel you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was listening to uh, – I actually was, was interviewed on another podcast a couple of days ago, and um, it's a great podcast. Uh, and um, one of the things that we had talked about was that an entrepreneur um, basically doesn't lose until you quit, right? Like, if you can, you can last long enough, you'll win. Yeah. It's, you know, but I think the problem is most of us don't have the stamina to win. We don't have the endurance. And I don't mean that literally like, hey, I don't I, I don't have the, the energy. I mean, that energy can be resources. Resources is a, is a big part of it. Like you had mentioned, Teddy, look, you got to get down to rice and beans. Let's get down to rice and beans. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to eat my rice and beans mm -hmm. and make sure that I've got a baseline to cover my expenses. So the one advice that I'd have out there is, and, and, and this is something I say a lot, the younger that you are, <laughs> the better the better it is for you. The least um, sorts of the, the least amount of re responsibilities that you have, go do that, it. I, I agree one hundred percent, man. When you want to try something and do something in life, it's better to do it where you you know you can hit some obstacles or make a mistake. I'd rather make that mistake at twenty one than at fifty one. You know why, Teddy? Because when you go out there and you start a business, you're putting it all on the line. Right. You have everything to lose. Right. Everything to lose. Right. right? So what better time to put everything to lose when you ain't got shit? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the you more know, every, everybody's not in that boat, though. So like you said, when people trying to transition from corporate America and start their own, you know, you can be 30, 40, 50. And it is scary as hell. Mm -hmm. It's scary as hell, you know. Uh, you know, I was um, fortunate enough to do it when I was, you know, in my early 30s. You know, I, but I wish I had done it sooner. If I had done it sooner, man, I would. I won't even begin to tell you how much more money I had. I mean, I'm talking two, three years. Why well, two, I, three years I talked about doing it, yeah. I shouldn't have talked about doing it. I should have did it. I hear you with that. But you know what? You do things when you're ready to do it. Yeah. And who's to say that if you start things a little bit too early, that it doesn't fizzle out on you? That you're not in the right mental space. You're not in the right the right space, period, to, to do what it takes to be successful. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, the success in business, it's a mental game. So yeah. folks are, if you've got an out, like, this is where a lot of people fail. If they got it out, right? Like, they're, okay, I'm getting into this business, but I got this on the side. I got this other thing going on. And, and if it starts to get tough in the business, oh, I can bail out. <laughs> I can right. bail. Let me go right. back. Right. I got the corporate thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that things happen when they need to happen. No, I, I believe that, too. Everything happens for a reason or happen when they're supposed to happen. But, you know, when I left and bailed out, it wasn't no going back. It was all or nothing because we go. I had to sign exclusive contracts. I couldn't go back. Yeah. into corporate America, or at least not to that particular corporation. So, Teddy, what I'm hearing is that I think we need to tell folks that um, when you go out, when you decide you want to go into business, just blow shit up, all right? <laughs> go into your office and just just throw birds up and middle fingers and say, ah, you know, screw all you guys. Uh, I'm going into business. That way you got no you got no place to go back to. <laughs> Don't do that, folks. Don't no, do that. Don't do no, that. You got no. no choice but to succeed. <laughs> Don't burn no bridge like that. <laughs> but he does make a valid point. You if, got no choice but to succeed if you do that. If you got no choice, hey, huh. you got to make it happen. So um, 
you you and I had had kind of talked beforehand, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about just you've got some great experience. We know that, so some advice for some of these new folks. And you talked about, and, and when I talk about advice, I don't want bullshit advice. What I want when people come on this and listen to this podcast and give us the, their valuable time, I want them to get the real shit. Right. And so, you know, everyone has their bullshit. Oh, you know, do this, do this. No, I want to know from you personally, like this shit is something that I went through and right. this hurt, right. <laughs> you know, and this right. is, so this is, this is what I would recommend. And, uh, and I noticed that and in one of the year and your answer to to this question, you'd mentioned about changing direction and like how that's affected your business or the ability to change direction. Right. Let's, let's speak to that. Like, what's your advice for folks? So, uh, you know, when I when I started this company, One Stop Communications, I also started a second company. It was called Telechoice Solutions Inc. and it was a call center. You know, and I had you know a little twelve fifteen seat call center. You know, but the hiring process and hiring somebody for sitting in a call center type application, you know, that had to sit there day in and day out and make they, you know, 500 phone calls a day. I, I was scared to change because I was making a lot of money doing that. So when I changed directions for me, when I changed directions from selling a widget that I had to sell every month to make a dollar, if I didn't sell that widget, I didn't get that dollar. Changing directions to me to go to a residual side, meaning that if I sell something one time, as long as it's there, I'm getting some residual income. So that was one of the biggest things for me, changing directions from that Telechoice Solutions, Inc. to the One Stop Communications. Because Telechoice Solutions, Inc., we were killing it. I mean, we were bringing in some serious, serious money. So did you see the handwriting on the wall or something? Is that why you switched up? Because that's scary. Like, yeah. listen, I'm making money. Like, no. well, I'm, well, I'm going to mess with the recipe. Right. It wasn't so much as just the handwriting on the wall, but I guess you could use that as a term. But what it was is me tired of standing over you know, my call center with, you know, that whip, you know, because you have to, you know, we talking a $10, $15 an hour job. And as I stated, we had to, if we didn't go sell those hundred widgets every month, we didn't get that hundred thousand dollars every month. You know, so I said, you know, what better business that I can be in if I can make a sale one time. And as long as that sale, that company is in business and doing business, I'm still getting some money off of it. But that took an investment because you're, you're going from a model where you're like all up front to now residual. So yeah. that literally took an investment of, I mean, a real financial investment because you're looking at the money that you're losing out on and they're up front, but you're basically, you know, take, taking your resources and now putting those into a residual base. So, so how, I mean, how scary so you, was that? You, you touched on it a minute ago. So what I did is exactly what you just told the people to do. So as I was in all of that upfront model, my side hustle was the residual. And I would just slowly but surely put a residual so deal So you diversified there. your yeah, business. Yeah, diversified. I put a residual deal there, put a residual deal there, put a residual deal there. The, and as I kept taking from the upfront to go to the residual, once it leveled out, that's when I was comfortable enough to say, hey, upfront, you can go away. I'm strictly focusing on nothing but residual. Awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. So, yeah, so um, yeah, so I think, correct me if, I, if I'm wrong in speaking for you, but it sounds like really the advice is, hey, look, be out ahead of it. Yeah, be out I, of it and then I, diversify your business. Yeah, yeah. If you can be out ahead of it, like I said, any entrepreneur looking to get out there, don't quit your job if you ain't got, you know, some money saved up. Yeah. You know, if you don't have no means to feed your family, pay your bills, uh, you know, how are you going to start a company? You mm -hmm. got to have a business plan, you know, try to make sure that your credit is in order. You might need to go out and get a loan. Whatever it is you need to do to make sure that you're doing all the right things for your entrepreneurship to be successful, 
those are the things you should be doing. Awesome. Making sure you got a dollar or two saved in the bank. Making sure that your credit is good. Making sure that whatever industry you're going in, you've done your homework. You know what your competitors are doing and mm-hmm. you know what you want to do. There we and go. if you do all of those type things, you're just creating a recipe to bake a really, really good tasting cake. Awesome. Yeah. All right, I think we'll end on that. Shoot, cake, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Teddy, thank you so much for joining me. Man, no, man. no problem, man. Ronnell, a uh, businessman. I like it. I like everything I see. Business and bourbon has been great. Thank you, you know, uh, Keep doing what you're doing, my brother. Thank you, sir. And for those of you that don't know, Business and Bourbon is where it's at. So make sure you get out to one of the events. Teddy's been out to one of the events, and we've got a full schedule of events all across the country this coming uh, this coming year. So in 2019, we, we, we're going to take over. One podcast at a time, one one web series at a time, <laughs> one event at a time, but we're, we're, we've got a movement over here. So, Teddy, thank you again so much. And you guys can please make sure to reach out to Teddy, connect with Teddy. And if you're a, a millennial out there and you're like, look, man, I'd love to dip my toe into business. Teddy's a fantastic resource and what he does for a living actually would probably be a good look for you in terms of um, telecom agency and might be a way for you to start a business um, while still being in corporate. All right. So, hey, let's clink it up. All right. We're clinking it up and we're out. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, Uh, Have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we do a whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great networking event as well. So if you'd like to attend one of our business and bourbon live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening.